Welcome back to the HR Grapevine podcast, the podcast series that takes an in-depth look at one of the most fascinating, important or divisive HR topics that is making the headlines. I'm Sophie Parrott, online editor at HR Grapevine, and each week I'll be joined by a different HR journalist as we explore the contemporary practice and most pressing debates in HR within a short podcast. So join me as we properly pick apart what it means to work in the people function. Today, I'm joined by Jade Burke, editor of My Grapevine. So thanks again for joining me on today's podcast, Jade, where we're going to be talking about annual leave, particularly as the weather starts to brighten up and restrictions start to ease. Hi, thank you for having me on again, both, and definitely a great one to discuss, especially this week. I mean, the weather's been amazing all week long, hasn't it? Yes, it has, absolutely. And I think definitely as the the weather starts to brighten up and coronavirus restrictions start to ease even further, people will definitely be starting to think about taking time off and annual leave. Also as well, we've got two bank holidays coming up in May and some are fast approaching. So that's probably even more of a temptation for staff members to want to take annual leave to give them a break from professional duties. Of course, as we all know, taking time off to refresh and recuperate is very, very good for productivity and well-being purposes, as we'll talk through a bit more later. But on the flip side of that, it could also cause a bit of a holiday headache for HR, particularly if everyone wants to take it off at the same time, like, for example, taking off days either side of the upcoming bank holidays, which seems to be a popular choice. So with that being the case, what can HR do if they are overwhelmed with holiday requests for the same time? And are employers actually able to refuse these requests? On that point, so as you mentioned earlier, with the bank holidays coming up, there's two in May. It's likely, of course, that staff will want to take off some time either side to, I guess, get a long weekend in. It's something that they will want to do, as you've, you've mentioned there, with lockdown restrictions easing. But prior to our chat today, I spoke with Karen Holden, the CEO of a city law firm, to find out whether employers and HR can refuse annual leave requests. And she shared that employees should familiarise themselves with their employment contract, I guess, to see if there are any policies around annual leave that can restrict them. She went on to tell me, an employee should first look at their employment contract and staff policies to understand any restrictions or processes that must be followed by them and the employer regarding annual leave. An employer will need to ensure it has sufficient cover during bank holidays, same for seasonal periods like summer holidays and Christmas, so may have specific restrictions in place preventing them during this time. However, she did also add that if there is no policy in place, for example, and an employee is denied leave, they can, in Karen's words, only appeal or raise a grievance if they can show that the decision was discriminatory as an employer has the right to deny leave and is not obliged to give a reason, although good practice would be to do so. So I guess with that in mind, it's definitely crucial that HR teams put in place appropriate policies, I guess, to deal with annual leave requests, particularly around bank holidays, where staff numbers may be stretched and they may have more work to do. And I know you've got some additional thoughts on this, Soph, on how HR teams can actually manage those requests. Yeah, I think further to Karen's comments around putting policies in place, obviously that's definitely good food for thought for employers and HR. But as Jade says, it brings us on to kind of exploring how else HR can manage employee annual leave in a way, I guess, that's mutually beneficial for staff and the business. 
In addition to Karen's point earlier, having an annual leave policy that lays out a company's approach to annual leave and kind of talks about any restrictions around when they can and can't request leave is key. And also is guidance around how employees should request it. So whatever method that may be um, is really good to communicate early on. HR teams could perhaps consider setting a limit on the number of staff who can be off at the same time to avoid teams becoming overwhelmed and thrown in at the deep end. The same can be said for those working in a physical shop, obviously now that non-essential retail has reopened, or also for office teams who may currently be working from home. And I think the main point to raise here really is if lots of people in the team are off at the same time, then this could result in the kind of skeleton team that are continuing to work, feeling burnt out and demotivated if the workload is unachievable and unmanageable during this time. HR could also consider approving holiday requests on a first-come, first-served basis to make sure that the process is as fair and manageable as possible. And obviously, like with anything, if that is the case, and this should be properly communicated with staff members just so that everyone's on the same page and everyone starts off with the same information. Also as well, I guess when people are off, making sure that there are really good handover notes and that the communication process is really clear is really critical to making sure that the remaining staff know exactly what's going on, what their responsibilities are, what they should be looking after, their deadlines and so forth. So to help with this, maybe having like a handover meeting beforehand, as well as some notes that the remaining team can refer to during a colleague's period of annual leave. Also, I guess, scheduling shared meetings and appointments to ensure that the business doesn't stop when certain members of the team are off and to kind of just keep that as seamless as possible. So I think the key message here is really that managing annual leave is really, really important and requires good management and organisation. But also there's a follow on point here about the importance of having time off to recharge and recuperate, which is hugely beneficial to both staff and the business. Yeah, I think that's definitely true, So, what you've mentioned there. And there are several studies that also kind of allude to that. So, for example, before our chat, I did have a little look at one study by the America's International Foundation of Employee Benefit Plans. And that found that staff who take the annual leave are 40% more productive and less irritable, depressed, forgetful and easily fatigued compared to employees who don't take annual leave at all. While this stat, I guess, is, is based in the US, it's important to point that out, it does offer clear takeaways regarding the importance of encouraging staff to actually use their annual leave for employee well-being. But despite this, a previous Glassdoor annual leave survey discovered that the average employee will only take around 77% of their holiday leave. Now, with statutory annual leave days being around 28 days, including bank holidays in the UK, Glassdoor's data estimates that this means the average UK worker misses out on around six and a half days of annual leave each year, which is a huge amount of days that they're not taking up. And it seems the majority of respondents to that data, they feared falling behind on their work, so they avoided taking all of their annual leave. But again, this can have a devastating impact on a workforce. For example, it could increase stress levels, reduce creativity and performance among team members, while also seeing an increase in health problems. Again, I had a look at research to kind of back this up, and researchers from UCL collected data on over 600,000 workers on the link between working long hours and the risk of heart attacks. They did the same on the risk of strokes with a sample of over 500,000 workers. And the study discovered that those who work more than 55 hours per week had a 13% greater risk of a heart attack and were 33% more likely to suffer a stroke 
compared with those who work between 35 and 40 hours per week. So I think this data really indicates, therefore, how critical it is for HR to encourage staff to take all of their annual leave to avoid issues like this from arising. Yeah, I think some of the some of the stats you raised there really do kind of showcase how valuable it is to take time out of work to recharge and recuperate. And I think definitely HR and employees encouraging staff to take their annual leave is really, really key. But also a key point to this is managing that and making sure that the annual leave process is organised to make sure that not everyone is off at the same time or requesting the same periods of time off as we approach summer and as the bank holidays are on the horizon. But unfortunately, that's all we've got time for today. HR Grapevine wouldn't exist without your continued readership and engagement with our content, whether that's our daily newsletters, monthly magazines, webinars, live events, or market leading research papers. So to find out more or to sign up to our daily content newsletter, which showcases solutions and best practice answers to all of your HR issues, please visit hrgrapevine.com. 